Did I get it yet? Was I early? You was early, but it's all right. Yeah. We're here now. What's up, guys? Casey and George back with the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Missed, uh, missed a week last week. We had some things going on, but we're back this week. We almost were going to miss this week, George, but we had uh, some technical issues that got solved last minute. It's all good. You know, we always have to be here. We can't miss multiple weeks because we got to thank those people that help us out. TSR Racing Products, Champs Performance Parts. Use code GBR over there. Get yourself a little bit of a discount, by the way. BRG 3D printed parts, always helping us out with everything. Syntex printing, making our banners, stickers, things we give out to you guys for free. Whenever we see you at the track, definitely come and see us. If you need some GBR stickers, Syntex always hooks it up. Driven Racing Oil, use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off your order. I know Dylan Champion did that a little bit earlier this week. Get a little bit more of that Driven Oil. Proform Parts. Visit ProFormParts.com. Get yourself some carburetors like the one that I reviewed last week. So you did have a little bit of something to watch last week. Watch that carb review video, man. That thing was pretty nice. I got it uh, I got it all kind of pulled apart and everything. So I do a little in-depth just talking about kind of what, what all is going on in there and some of the nice features they have going on at ProFormParts.com. And then, of course, Crew Chief Pro Software, which you'd probably be using a whole lot of if you were out there in Vegas right now at Spring Fling, George. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Get those good weather predictions out there in the desert. <laughs> and uh, and it, I heard it's pretty windy out there, too. And if it is, well, turn on that wind uh, that wind prediction, too, because Crew Chief Pro seems to have it all lined out for you. It'll it guess for you. It ain't really guessing. It's making a hypothesis is what I would like to use <laughs> as the scientific term. Um so definitely get, go over there to Crew Chief Pro. I see a lot of people here and there asking, what's the best weather station to use uh, even for a junior program? You know, Don will have answers for you. Head over there to Crew Chief Pro. Check him out. Um, tell him GBR sent you for crying out loud. <laughs> Absolutely, case. man. Let what we got going on today, uh, man? Ben, uh, you know, obviously this is going to be a lot of talk about the Spring Fling, just like every other podcast you're going to listen to this week is going to be talking about the Spring Fling. But I want to talk about PDRA real quick, man, because I want to tell you something that blew my mind, which was the top sportsman number one qualifier. I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm pretty sure he qualified like 377 with a one. Now, we know that's fast, but let me tell you this. Jay Cox, who's one of the fastest nitrous cars definitely out here but kind of in the country jay cox was qualified number one in pro nitrous with i think like a 363 so a a top sportsman car almost would have made it into the pro nitrous field and then it took 399 just to get in the fast 16 and the top dragster field number 13 qualifier top dragster elite would not have made it into the elite top sportsman field 399 where was that race at was that a galat was that Galat out there flying on that on that uh, good that good track with probably very good air? Uh, seemingly, it's just that time of year where we get some really good air out here. Daniel Woodford, uh, Woodruff, I see you out there, man. What's up? Uh, thanks for joining us, Cody Newman. I see you as well, man. Make sure you get some of those YouTubes out there, Casey. But man, seemingly um, everybody's. I didn't get a chance to watch that. I I, I can't remember where I took my boys to, but. Uh, definitely didn't get a chance to tune in to any drag racing this weekend. So thanks for filling me in on that, Casey, you know. Uh, but it seems like everybody was flying pretty good. That's the class. You're yeah, going to run any of that PDRA stuff with your new car? I don't think I can keep up with them, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. They're, it's unbelievable. I mean, 
I think in dad's car, we could maybe, we might be able to run 399 once, but I don't know if it'll do it a second time. <laughs> if you know what I mean, it'd need all the boost to do that. But uh, yeah, man, another thing, speaking of fast cars, NHRA announced a couple of days ago, head and neck restraints will be required, meaning like Hans device, stuff like that. Those hybrid type deals, if you go over 150 mile an hour, period, which is going to be a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of fast dragsters. I mean, you're pretty much at 150 mile an hour when you're in the 450s for the most part anymore. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it. But let me caveat something real quick here because I was reading through Facebook and I want to send us a prayers out to uh, the Phillips family here in Texas. I guess I saw that their house may have had an electrical fire. And uh, certainly uh, that's part of the bracket racing community. That's our family there. So prayers go out to the Phillips family uh, here in Texas. Hope you guys get back on your feet. I hear uh, pretty much everything might have been a total loss there. So um, hate to hear it, guys, and, and uh, reach out if you need anything. And, and if I can help, I will. So wanted to throw that out there uh, before I move into the NHRA neck restraints uh, or, or Hans device, whatever the case. Seems like NHRA got one right. Okay, mm-hmm. and let's hope it stays that way and it doesn't end up as you and I, and I'm just going to say it right off, being a money grab to where you mm-hmm. got to get it recertified every two years and this other nonsense just to find another way in everybody's pocket. I love the thought of being safe, okay, but you can stay out of my pocket while I'm being safe. I mean, those things are going to last seemingly. I can understand if maybe there's a wreck and you want to take one out of the rotation just as you would with a helmet. And, and right. make sure it's inspected and you ain't getting this one back. So you got to buy another one. I get that. Right. But a brand new, a brand new Hans device, um, no scratches, no wear and tear even showing on that thing because it, the life of that thing may not see a full year. You know what I mean? As far as for right. how, how many times we go out racing. So um, yeah. hopefully it doesn't turn into that, but I like the rule. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's kind of one of those things where I'm I'm on the same page as you as long as it doesn't turn into something we need to get recertified, like transmission cases that may sit in the corner as a spare and never be used, and now all of a sudden they're out of certification, so they're somehow junk. Or seat belts, and same deal, you're building a car over all these years, maybe you run out of money or something, and a uh, car sits in the corner for two years, and now all of a sudden it needs seat belts because somehow they're junk. That doesn't make any sense to me, but if it's simply a... We care about the drivers. No problem with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, shout out to Lorenzo Martin from the North Carolina Bracket Racing page. You guys uh, show some love over there at that page. He does a great job. Hey, really good with camera, too. I didn't realize, Lorenzo, man, you got quite a bit of skill behind that camera. I scroll through those uh, pictures quite a bit to see if I can't grab um, maybe a picture or two to, to use on the Going Bracket Racing podcast. So a uh, special shout out there. Jerry McCracken, what's going on, man? North Florida, North, North Florida Motorplex at 418. Oh, wow. Okay, so somebody out there was flying at North Florida Motorplex. I think my, my old man and my uncle may have been there just this past Saturday. I know they were out there somewhere because they come out to Florida to to live their retirement life for about three months out of the year. So um, that's pretty neat, Jerry. But Casey. Yeah, man. Let's, we might as well get into this Red yeah. Plane Million talk, yeah, man. Let's, and let's uh, I've already watched the uh, first round of the Dragster shootout, as I'm sure most people that are on here right now have. We got 16 cars left here. James Warden, Troy Williams Jr., KB, Colton Aragon, John Edwards III, Gary Williams in a red overkill car. They must put a new car in the stable over there now. So it's it's nice looking, man. It's uh, it it almost looks like a. I mean, it's not a carbon body, but it's like it it kind of looks like carbon fiber. You know how it turns different colors. Is it a folk car? 
I don't. Does it look know. brand new? Because I know Folk was building well, a car, but I don't know who he built it for. Yeah, I think the Cummings might might be buying some uh, cars from That's the correct. folks, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Obviously, Nick will be driving his own stuff, and Nick's yeah. going to win in anything. Uh, Dylan Howe, Don Sefton, Shane Molinari, who went 423 at 167 in Vegas. Curtis Allen, Chris Galetti, the lone door car that's left now, went 508. So he must have put a bigger motor in that car, yeah. too, because I'm pretty sure it was going 20s and 30s. No, nah, he stepped on uh, it, yep. Yeah, Jim Glenn, Andy Taylor, Greg Christensen, Shane Thompson, and Dustin Long. Chris Galetti needs to, you know, see, here's the thing. This is normally when I would make a joke and I'd say, man, this door car driver needs a dragster. All the rest of y'all don't need one. Chris Galetti's got like 17 dragsters or something. Yeah, and this yeah. is how he usually gets them. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was shocked you didn't say old Corey Galetti in the race. Yeah. Uh, that, that's Hey, there's a Galetti in it, but I'm shocked it ain't Corey. Uh, everybody knows he's the the free race car bandit. You might as well just go ahead and load it up in their stacker and just call the race off, do something else. Because generally speaking, he's going to win it. Not this time, I'll I guess. I'll tell you what. The last one that Corey won, he's definitely got his money's worth out of it. I mean, he won the car. Uh, obviously, he put his own motor in it and all that stuff, and he's won a ton of races with that car. He almost won the championship of VMP last year with it, too. So, uh, And I'm pretty sure that motor, at least last I saw, might still be for sale, uh, that fast 420 motor that's in that dragster. But here's something that's very interesting about whenever we go racing on the West Coast, George. This is the land of really all the racing there is other than Spring Fling Vegas for the most part is index style racing and NHRA racing. So this is the land of the throttle stops. In fact, I saw a Corvette Roadster in time runs go 660 at 131 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. You know what that is. You know what that is. Hey, since we're on the dot .90 topic, dot, shout out Jessica Bogacki. Winning yes. the race, uh, great job that day. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, holding up that Wally. Looks like your kid was pretty happy there, and I'm pretty sure old, old Luke was happy as well. So shout out Jessica on winning that race. That's uh, that's pretty good stuff there. But Casey, man, uh, you're right, man, out there on the left coast. Uh, it seems to be a lot of those dot .90 racers out there. And uh, I'm, I'm still with, with Gleghorn when it comes to winning some of these big bracket races um, until I'm proven wrong. Um uh, with the fact that uh, left coast isn't coming to St. Louis and winning the and winning the OG, it ain't happening. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, Jimmy so Nobles, what? what's going on, man? Thanks for thanks for uh, for coming in here. Got some pretty good questions out of Michael Beard. If you want to hit those real quick on the uh, YouTube side, there, Casey, and then we'll get yeah. back to who your money's on here in a minute um, at that Spring Fling. So, Michael Beard. Michael Beard's always got stuff thinking. And by the way, uh, Staging Light, I believe, has their first race at Darlington, I want to say, next re- next week at 10-20-10 for $400, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I know a lot of people going down to that. I'm nice. pretty sure it might be I, it might be an all-door car deal. He'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on that. Nice. But I know my buddies that have door cars are going. Um, Michael Beard, two-year deal on belt sucks, but how would tracks test the quality of those belts? Yep, no, that, that, that is true. That's a good point, but, uh, but time at out, the same though. time, yeah. well, I was, I was talking to a guy the other day that, and, and this is all hearsay, you know, I never, I don't see his, his ID, his work ID or whatever, but he said he worked for Boeing and his job was legitimately testing seat belts. And he tested a lot of seat belts in Vietnam era helicopters that have been rained on, been over there, sitting like some of them in sitting in the mud for a bunch of years or whatever. And he would bring them back and stress test them. And he said even after he cut them three quarters of the way through, they still would pass SFI specs. 
So, like I said, that's all hearsay, but that's coming from a guy that claims he works at Boeing, and that's supposedly what his job is. So that would be my rebuttal for that. Um, but I do agree with what you're, uh, what you're saying there, though. And here's the, here's the way to test them, too, uh, in my opinion. It's all, it all goes back to the car accidents. You know, luckily and, and God willing, we don't have we don't begin to see more wrecks within the bracket racing community, but they're few and far between, thankfully. Right. And if a car is wrecked, then cut the seatbelt. Just cut it. You already take the helmet. You're, you're going to take the Hans device. Likely just cut the seatbelt, because otherwise, what else is there need? What what else needs to be tested if the seatbelts have never been put to a test anyway? Um, right. So. I, I think the only way to really to really track it and get rid of that rule is just if you see a car that's been in an accident, make it practice to cut the seatbelt. Just cut them. I think one and of you uh, can't reuse wrecked seatbelts anymore. I think that's one of the few things that on a race car you can literally visually inspect that's because fact. if they look like they're old and sun faded and stuff, then clearly they're compromised. But if they look brand new. I just I can't see how they would be compromised, and uh, it doesn't matter because ultimately that rule is never going to get changed. It's no. just like anything. Once a rule becomes law, your your chance is to make it not become a law to begin with. Once it does, you're screwed. You're That's never true. getting it back. That's true. So, I, I kind of agree with Cody Newman here. He thinks the sun is more of what is screwing out the uh, or kind of messing up the uh, the belts in the cars. You know, I, I understand that. You know, in some cars that aren't door cars. You know, uh, generally speaking, those door cars. There ain't going to be that much sun getting on them in the first place. You yeah. know, you get in there and the, the buckle might be hot. You better watch your arm in case you burn, you know, third degree burns on your arms. But that's about it. T-Bird Racer uh, over here, T-Bird Racer 460. So he's serious. My belts are four passes on, have on, my belts have four passes on them. I just replaced them. And garage kept not faded. That's the, that's the same thing that, uh. That, that I'd say. Michael Beard says there is a uh, SFI test on YouTube showing seatbelt testing, so I'll have to go check that out. Maybe it'll change my mind. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to the to the topic at hand here, George. <laughs> Spring Fling Million. Spring Fling Million in Las Vegas specifically being one of the first mega money races of the entire year always seems like it sets the trend, in my opinion, for big money bracket racing and, and what it's going to be for, for the year. And I don't know if that's necessarily because – you know, Peter is pretty much the gold standard of the promotional series. Peter and Kyle combined uh, in the Spring Fling brand. Uh, but also, it is one of the first races of the year. But I can tell you right now, the Spring Fling, they hand their own stickers out for your car numbers whenever you come in. It's like, you know, A, B, C, D, and then a number. The number usually denotes the entry number, I think. So if that's true... I saw 717 on a guy's car in a picture earlier. So does that mean there's 717 entries out there right now? Wow, is all I got to say. I mean. And now, would I doubt it? Do I doubt? No, I don't doubt that for one second. Not for one second. I've been browsing the internet, seeing the overflow lot full of rigs and catching drag champ on with this video, showing the showing the cars pulling in. and It ain't going to shock me if there's 700 entries in the 30s, you know. And it won't shock me on the other side of that if there's 500 entries in the big one, you know. So it, it's it just goes to show, and and I'm sure everybody in this in this lobby and in, in this community, uh, you and I both, Casey, can attest to this. If there was a race that we could hit throughout the year, if we we could pick, um, of course OG's up there, but so is Vegas. I've never yeah. even been to Vegas, so it would be even better to go to Vegas 
to bracket race and then enjoy Vegas while I'm there, right? Right. Well, not to mention, you're going to be in Vegas with, if there's 700 entries, at least 500 bracket racers on the premises. <laughs> We're going to be able to find something to do as a as a community in Vegas. So it's going to make it that much more fun. Like, have you ever gone out overseas and maybe to Mexico and just done it with your wife or your, your friend? Well, it's fun with your wife. Now, my wife's probably watching, so definitely fun with your wife. <laughs> but I have also been overseas with about a group of 30 or 40 people. Which one, which makes it more fun, yeah, or a little bit more fun, should I say? So, right, man. The uh, and the cool, the cool part about Vegas is, first of all, there's no curfew on anything. It's you, you go do whatever you want, whenever you want. So that's great for whenever you're racing because you never know when you're going to get done. And and with this many entries, there's always a possibility they might run a certain part of one race, and then you. I mean, I know at the original uh, SFG 500 that didn't they just run like basically if you won first round, there was 12 hours till the next time or something like that. So you can legitimately go do something and come back. Yeah, yeah. That was the first. I think that was the introduction of the marathon. Honestly, Uh, something that needs to be adopted across the board, especially for instances like this. There's no way he's going to cancel buybacks for the big one. And if he's got 600, 500, 600 entries into his big race, it's a possibility that he may need more than one day or quote unquote run first and uh, run first round and first round buybacks and start the next day with second round where everybody's fresh. That might be a possibility, but I really hope he doesn't have to eliminate buybacks as a whole, even from the thirties, because this is a promoter that, that, uh, you know, I really hope does well with this race. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and, um, having to get rid of buybacks. Well, I'd like to see the, the race be as successful as possible, buybacks included. So. Well, and, and for this race in particular, and I know this happens with people at Bristol a lot too, but uh, for this race in particular, I mean, there really is no short way to get there. You know what I mean? Like even people, like the only person as far as I know that didn't have to drive very far to get there is Justin Lamb. And I'm sure he's there, but he has to drive and make up the difference for the whole rest of the year. So he deserves to have something right down the road for once. Give him a little break. Yeah, that's a true statement. Um, I do have a question, though, talking about those marathon races. Um, You know, and obviously we don't know how many entries are there right now, but it does seem like there's a lot. Um, I mean, Drag Racer 4809 over here is saying he hears more than Bristol. Um, And uh, Stevie Dustin says, yeah, it depends on if they're doing groups, things like that. So do you think that this series needs to be, or not series, do you think this particular race may start needing to be capped and uh, say X amount of entries in a pre-entry format? I would like to say I hope not, very much so. I want this race to remain as is, especially out there in Vegas. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's where you are, number one. Uh, it's who's throwing the race number two, and, and for that matter, I wouldn't like. I don't want to see a cap on any race. We just have to be be conscious of the fact that either if, either you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a lot of racers and no buybacks, or you're gonna cap mm-hmm. it and be able to get the race through without without a hitch. Well, and in in reality, isn't the only reason really to cap a race as far as the decision making process? Isn't the only reason you need to do that is because you have some sort of curfew situation? I mean, surely Las Vegas Motor Speedway doesn't have a curfew. I mean, I've been 
I've been to Vegas a lot just working and whatnot, and I drove by that place a whole bunch because it's cool looking, but it's in the middle of, like, the desert, man. I guess right. the only people that are going to care are the jets flying above it. So. <laughs> right, and I would I would like to say and hope that there's probably not a curfew, but it's also the, the big picture, in my opinion, is going to be getting the race over with. Um, if you go into the race knowing it's a marathon, by all means, take the cap off. Just take it off. You know, mm-hmm. but if you if you don't, you gotta cap it in my in my opinion. For instance, what do we watch? Bristol was it Bristol where Kyle had to cancel? Yeah. So he didn't uh, know how many people were gonna show up there. I think it was where, Bristol where, where there was uh, like seven hundred entries. Peter did. Or, yeah, or, Peter canceled yeah, yeah, the buybacks Peter. because sorry, there were so yep. many. Well, that's because so they they couldn't fit them all. Like they couldn't <laughs> fit any more people in Bristol. I think Vegas has quite a bit more room than Bristol because Bristol's legitimately in like an area that was carved out of the mountain far as i know yeah yeah i see some some comments in the chat over here on the on the on the youtube side you grab it we'll grab one of those i think it's champ over there chiming in but yeah but there's um, there's a lot of people over here quiz by the way he was on the show the other day this is the guy we're talking about right here quiz the duck he says no don't cap it troy's saying can't cap it if uh if it's never reached a million payout that's that's fact. probably the best answer right there mm-hmm. uh Champ says if you start capping it, a lot of people will stay home, and that's probably true as well because, I mean, if, like, you're just putting one more stipulation on people versus, I mean, Will Holloman told me, he lives down the road from me, Will Holloman told me it was going to take him 34 hours to get there. Right, right. You know? and, and now you say it might be capped too, you know? Right, right. And I, I see Michael Beer's post here too. He says, cap fields is sometimes also about creating demand that may not exist otherwise. That's, that's, that's a fair statement, you know, um, in order for us to enhance the, not the likability, because everybody already likes the flings, you know what I mean? Right. But let's just say the, item. yeah, a luxury item or the spectacle, in order to enhance the, the, the whole event, we're going to put a cap on it. And only a select few people are going to get in. For instance, TV Promotions putting on the Bowling Green race. It's capped race, right? That bad boy sold out in like 15 minutes, I bet, because they broke yeah. the internet fast. I called that before it happened, okay? But it's that type of uh, persona that goes along with that event that says, man, last year it sold out so quick. Man, they got a cap on it again. Guess how many people are going to be sitting by at 12.01 p.m. Eastern time whenever TB opens up the race for, for Bowling Green next year if he right. redoes it. It's like break the internet here. It creates scarcity and it makes it exclusive. Yeah. So yeah. you were a member of that race. And I, it's hey, kind of like saying you entered the OG Million at some point. You I know, know I ain't. I know I ain't never been. Man, I want one of those fleeing hoodies. Them fling. I love those <laughs> fling hoodies, man. I need to get me one of those. I'm gonna have to head on the website and order me one, Peter. <laughs> um, I need me one of those. So um, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. Well, I say that we go to a commercial break here real quick and bring our guest Rex Simmermaker in to talk about Winlight Bets. Let's do that. He's on the ground at the Flings, isn't he? I believe so. Oh, snap. Hang on, people. We'll be right back. Hit that follow button. Hit that share button. Hit the like button. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back to talk a little bit more about that fling. Hang in there. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at TSR 
sr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. Innovation never sleeps at Proform, and we're making our popular Black Race Series carburetors even better by adding new features that will set them apart from the competition. Some of the newest features include a newly designed main body with contoured Venturas for better airflow and a new inside and outside two-step down leg boosters for increased atomization and better throttle response. Also, newly designed fuel bowls with increased internal baffling for better fuel control and a lower fuel ramp for reduced turbulence. There are also some new upgrades to point out. The fuel bowls now both include nitrofill floats and the throttle base plate now has slab shafts for better airflow. These new features combine with a fully adjustable high flow main body with screw in air bleeds, billet metering blocks, high performance billet throttle base plate and aluminum fuel bowls with sight glass windows makes for a great street strip carburetor that packs a punch. All right, all right, welcome back. Welcome back to Going Bracket Racing Podcast. Guys, thanks for joining us. Hit that like button, that subscribe button, the share button, and get ready because we got one on the grounds there. I'll get him on the screen here in a second. Crew Chief Pro, Ken Jones Performance, Team 14, Syntax Printing, Driven Racing Oil, TSR Racing Products, Proform Parts, Champ Performance, BRG 3D Printed Parts. Thanks to all of you guys for being marketing partners with us here at the Going Bracket Racing and uh, special, if you guys need anything, make sure you hit up one of the one of the few um, partners that, that make it happen here at Going Bracket Racing. So uh, we're going to bring on right now Rex Simmermaker, Mr. Winlight Pets himself. I, I just had to say that. I, it's been brewing in me. Um, Rex, what's going on, man? Gentlemen, good to see you again. How we doing? Hey, I got no So far, so good, man. I mean, you said it yourself at the commercial break. You're the one out there in paradise. You're in the in the land of uh, having just way too much fun and at the racetrack on top of it. So I don't really know how you beat that type of a vacation, if you can even call it that. I know you're working it. Yeah, we're working. But, uh, yeah, I mean, being in Vegas, and I say it all the time, like, you got to make up reasons to go to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever it takes. Just, you know, hey, your, uh, you know, your neighbor's dog died. Well, let's go to Vegas. I mean, that's, a, that's a reason right there. Let's do this thing. But uh, for us and Winlight Bets, there was no way we were going to pass this up once, uh, you know, once we got um, – we wanted to – get going with bracket racing in a big way right we had our opener with lights out 14 then we went to the world series of promon those are great heads up events but what we wanted to do was 
uh, showcase bracket racing as well. And what better way to do it than to work with, uh, you know, one of the best in the business, Peter Biondo, the spring flings that it's, uh, you know, their reputation is uh, unbelievable. It's uh, an iconic event. And then for us coming to Vegas and bringing sports gaming to our sport, what better place to do it than to kick it off in Vegas? I mean, there's uh, no better place to do it than, uh, you know, Sin City. I mean, where the gaming capital of the world and and it's uh, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's windy, uh, but it's going to calm down and the rest of the week is just going to be gorgeous and kind of been, um, you know, a bucket list thing for me for a long time. I have not uh, let go here at the Strip yet, but uh, someday and I'm getting inching closer to it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, I have two questions that I want to ask you right off the bat. And uh, the first one is, have you heard any word on the car count yet? Well, just talking to Peter, um, he, he said that he believes it's going to be the best car count ever. And so I haven't heard a final count yet, but that was a conversation we had late last night. He just he thought it was going to be the biggest one ever. So I think that's incredibly exciting. Obviously, um, why not? I mean, it, there's there's a million reasons to load up and to uh, pay your entry fee and come to Vegas. So so why not? But I, I haven't heard the final count, but I I know it's up there. And man, there are a lot of cars here. Like, I'm you're in the tower. I don't know if you can hear the cars going down the track right, right now, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, there's a really high quality cars here, and there's a lot of them. In the grand scheme of uh, of background noise for the Golden Bracket Racing Podcast, you can't beat better than race car noise. Right. I know you got a lot of that on the Fast Brackets Podcast. Every once in a while, I get I get blown out of my seat because that's my lawnmower. Uh, that's my lawnmower uh, podcast to listen to usually. But uh, another thing I wanted to ask you is, this is the first bracket race you're covering. Like you stated already, you've done a lot of heads up stuff already, or a couple heads up things with the app. How's the bracket racing side going to differ from the heads up side of things? Yeah, that's it's a great question. I, I appreciate you asking that. the The difference is when we do the heads up stuff. You know, there there was more stuff we could do in early rounds with the heads up stuff because you know there's a 16 car qualified field or there's a 32 car qualified field. Here, when there's you know maybe over 500 cars or close to 600 cars what we're going to do is we're going to push the game a little bit later so we're going to start in the fourth round our our winlight bets game where people can download the app for free play for free but win real money and prizes that's going to start in round four so let's say you're you're working or you've just got other stuff to do or uh, sometimes you know uh, i've done this in the past i just didn't I didn't tune in until it got to some of the later rounds. Um, you know, we're going to start in later rounds. We're going to start in round four and then run it all the way to uh, to the final round. So that that's one difference. Obviously, um, you know, there there just aren't the number of classes, but but that's okay. I mean, it's actually you know easier to play the game. I think that way than to than to have to know every single. Uh, class, you know, because there are people that are really focused on pro mod. There are people that are really focused on maybe uh, mountain motor pro stock, but aren't then focused on pro mod. And then, of course, uh, you know, we, we have addicts like ourselves that are, um, you know, all focused on bracket racing. So, you know, I think this is uh, probably better um, for, from a focus standpoint. And, and what we wanted to do, because we heard it early, we heard you cannot bet on bracket racing. Like, I, I thought it was an odd comment but i heard it a lot 
So we wanted to address that right away in a big way. Now, is there a uh, is there a way? I thought that there was a way where you would potentially be able to set your own group of friends, like say Rex Casey and George want their own group of friends, and we just want to bet amongst each other, not necessarily play against the whole field. Is that a thing yet? Yeah. So. what my developers hear from me all the time and my crew hears from me all the time is we're going to crawl, then we're going to walk, then we're going to run. So we're crawling right now with the with our free-to-play model, and we have not segmented it yet. But you're right, and maybe it's just because you and I talk a lot, but uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the next step, some of the walking will be you could carve off a going bracket racing team or a a group or a room and you all could bet in that um and compete with each other as opposed to just in their normal you know public sector i guess betting so that's coming it's not here yet um you know keep in mind this is our third event we're uh we're we're making it better every single time but it's not it's not where we want it to be we're right we're, we're doing it we're taking feedback. We're getting we're getting really good feedback. The people that have played have been really excited about it, and really have given us great feedback about, hey, this is what I liked. I really liked the fact that I could be part of the action. I felt I felt like I was part of it. And then uh, you know, it was the other feedback is like it's really addicting, man. Like you know, once I started playing, I wanted to move up that leaderboard, and I wanted to get on the top, and I wanted to get that gear. So from that standpoint. Um, to answer your question, it's a no, but we're getting there. So just, you know, what we need and we're hoping is that everybody who's playing, everybody in the drag racing really world who's really playing is uh, going to work with us and uh, allow us room to keep developing this thing. Trust me, we're pushing hard to make this thing better and better every single time out. But right now it's uh, it's we're in the crawl phase and uh, it is just one one event one uh you're so you're gonna get in there casey you'll probably be better but uh you know like uh you know maybe if you don't do very well you could be in the you know thousands place but then if you know george maybe he he starts winning a little bit and he gets up in the top 10 so so that's how it works today cool and uh also i was wondering and i'm sure i'm sure you've already thought about this with the fact that the bracket side of things seemingly has at these mega events which you would be at they have free streaming services, so everybody can watch regardless if they have a subscription. Do you expect to have a lot more participation on this versus the uh, was the lights out that you kind of that you had to have Flow Racing? Right. So those first two events that we did were were uh, live streamed by Flow, and and you know they they've been big fans of what we did. So um, you know we're negotiating with them to do more stuff with them, but with the with this race. Um, you know, Bang Shift is cover, covering it live, so that's that's great. So people that can watch them, they don't have to have a subscription. Obviously, there's other events that we're going to cover where you don't need a subscription. We think that will obviously help us, um, but that's the whole point of this. The whole point is people that, you know, like yourselves, I mean, you're on the other side of the country. Um, I can tell you it's not an easy trip going cross country. <laughs> you know, the, the 29 hours that we spent in a truck pulling our stuff out there you know so that we could put up the big tent and um you know give a area for the windlight girls to run around in um you know that's a that's a long haul so the whole point of this is so that people watching at home can feel a part of it and, and we think that's a difference maker and here's a question uh 
Here's a question that'll actually, uh, uh, coming from Michael Beard, isn't it more advantageous to bet against the largest group possible? So meaning, uh, meaning in the grand scheme of things, for example, if, uh, if it's Nick Hastings versus me and right. Michael Beard bets on me and every other person that's smart bets on Hastings and I somehow pull one out, how does that work? Yeah, so that's that. You know, Michael Beard's a smart guy, so he always asks. Yeah, he wouldn't bet questions. on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, here, here's what I know about motorsports. I know it is a fool's errand to try to set odds. Um, there are, you know, we're talking about sport where ten thousands of a second determines the winner. And also, there's parts failures, and there's all kinds of weird things that happen. So. The answer to that is to just go back about 2,000 years, honestly, which is the original form of gaming, which is called paramutual model, which is ultimately what horse racing is. And so in that case, Nick Hastings is going to obviously be the favorite. Uh, no offense there, Casey, but he's <laughs> I agree. the favorite. <laughs> I might bet on it myself. <laughs> kind of make it a little better on my own odds. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so... Um, so he's going to be the favorite, but let's say, and this is, we're, we're forward looking here, right? We're forward looking, but let's, let's say you bet a hundred dollars on Nick Hastings. You might only win. Let's depending on how the betting shaped up, maybe you only win 110 bucks. But if, if you bet on Casey and because you'd be the underdog, you might win $210 depending on how that all shook out. And, and it's all based on what people ultimately bet on. I'm not setting the odds. I'm just setting a marketplace so that people can bet and then they will they will do that automatically with the algorithm. I mean, it's not a complicated algorithm. It's just the same thing that horse racing does. Wow. Very neat. So Very is, neat. is it a scenario where, uh, say there's uh, three of us betting and let's say, you know, let's say uh, I bet on me and you guys bet on Nick. And let's say we all bet 10 bucks, right? Sure. So does that mean that you and George both put in 10 bucks and then I stand to win 20 total and then you stand to win five total because I put 10 on the other side? Is that how it Yes. So let me back up here real quick. So, again, this crawl, walk, run situation that we're in. So we're in a crawl mode right now, meaning that it is a free-to-play model. So everybody can go on their phone right now, and I don't care if it's Android or iTunes or whatever it might be, type in, go to the App Store, type in Winlight. That's it. George has got it. It's, it's so easy. I mean, you, you know, you can download it in about 20 seconds. Um, type in Winlight. It's a big red W. You download that thing. It's going to ask you to prove that you're not a bot, right? It's asking you to put in your phone number, and it's going to text you a number, so it proves you're not a bot because that's an issue out there. Once we resolve that, then it's going to ask you for a nickname, which is good, and then you've got points. So it's free to play. Like, you can load up and play. You actually bet $0. Like, you can't lose anything. But if you get in the top 10, you get gear. And if you were on the top of the leaderboard at the end of the night, so we're going to play games Wednesday night. We're going to play games Thursday night. Both those um, both those games are $500 to the winner. On Friday night, the winner is going to get 1000 bucks. all right, on the top on the top of it. The top 10 people in leaderboard get gear, get prizes, get some cool stuff. But the number one person gets real cash money. Um, and then Saturday night, we'll do another 500 bucks to, to win as well. So, so from that standpoint, just 
you know, so we're all on the same page. Everybody knows there is no money changing hands today. That is that is something we are working for towards. And what I will tell you, and I'll tell everybody, is that we're a. I'm not uh, I'm not reinventing the wheel. All I'm doing is following what DraftKings and FanDuel did, which was do a free to play, get a user base, and then we move to a legal model after that. But your question, Casey, about when we get to the legal model, then yeah, we essentially pool all the dollars that are bet, and you divvy it up to the winners. That's okay. that's the simplest way to answer that is you take all the pools, the handle. And you divvy up the handle to the winners of that. So in your case, if George and I both bet against you and you won, you would you would take all thirty dollars. Hmm. Right? Awesome. So, but I but if, if George and I bet and and Nick wins in that scenario, then George and I both take home fifteen dollars. Nice. Split. I got you. That's, that's how that works. Split. Definitely looking forward to this too. Uh the introduction of this to the bracket racing community Rex and and um, I, I can remember. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out on the limb. I'm a bracket racing fan myself. Hardly will you catch me watching anything that's pro nitrous or any of the other kind of pro mod classes. And the first race you had, I caught myself stuck in the TV set watching some truck <laughs> pop a wheelie and uh, you know lose. I, I won that round, thank thankfully, but. That just to say it, that much of an added, uh, added f- f- entertainment piece to this sport. Do you see this kind of spreading itself into the stands? Maybe pulling in spectators a little bit more. Well, I I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that uh, people bet on drag racing. I don't, I don't think that's uh, I don't I don't think I'm breaking any ground there. Um, here's here's what I do know. I do know that. When we get this to a legalized model, and it's going to take the drag racing community to be all on board for us to get it to the public sphere. All right, so think about that. We all have to be on board. We all have to be supporting so that we can go to these legislatures and say, hey, this is the user base. These are how many people will bet on this if you allow us to move forward and get it legal. So once the drag racing community is all on board, but that, and I, I don't have any. Uh, doubts about that. I think, you know, we we all know the direction this needs to go. We all know that this is helpful, but here's what I do know. I do know once we get legal, we're going to get sports bettors that have never been to a drag strip. We will get them adding money to our coffer from that standpoint. And it's it's not me. I mean, it's going to be, it's all designed to give back to the tracks, to the the winners, to to make this all better. But I do know because I you know, do a little market research and I talk to people who are gamblers and they're like, wait a second, you can bet and then get paid out in the next 45 seconds. I, I'm all about that. I'm all about, I mean, like if you talk to, um, you know, any gambler, they can barely walk past the blackjack table because they can put their money down and get it back in the next two minutes. And, and so we're going to be, our sport is going to allow them to do that. And they're going to love it. So we're going to be able to expand the reach of the sport quite a bit. And, and that's what I'm most excited about. I, you know, I don't have any uh, desire to um, make people gamble more. That's not really it. It's, it's, it's the, about the connection to the sport. And it's about adding 
um, a revenue source of the sport that we haven't had ever. And, and ultimately the growth of the sport, because the thing that you didn't uh, quite touch on yet also is, uh, you know, for example, there's, uh, what do they call them, like the whale-type gamblers that uh, they, they bet, you know, they go to like the, the back rooms and stuff like yep. that yep. in the casinos, the high roller area. Well, the thing is, is it not a, a high roller thing to do to have hired gun drivers and to have these $100,000 race cars that you say, hey, Corey Galletti, come drive this for me, something <laughs> like that, you know? Is that not the highest version of what you're doing? I think the human nature in, that is out there in all of us says that if there's money to be made, we're going to invest more. It's it's more. I mean, listen, I can just look at this property right now. I mean, people have invested in this stuff, and it's because they think, well, listen, if I do this and I do the right stuff and I execute, then there's a big payout waiting for me. So that is the exact same thing. I mean, it really is the exact same thing. And so. Um, you know, I get mad. I mean, honestly, I get mad. People around me know the, um, I will do this, but nobody watches horse racing to watch these animals run around circles. They only do it because they have money on it. And uh, from, from our standpoint, like if we had that, we would be light years ahead, light years ahead. of. Uh, so it's it's just one of these things where I just think we have to do it. And I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll say it like this. Recently, the WWE was acquired by the UFC. So that, that happened this week. There's lots of reasons out there why they did that. But the number one reason why they did it was because the UFC already has gaming rights. And they want to put it under the same umbrella. And they'll do something about, like, kind of locking in how they do it. And But you'll be betting on the WWF before too long. Uh, $26 billion or something? Wasn't that the number? Something crazy. A staggering amount. But, but that part of that agreement was so that it's under the same corporate entity and it will allow people to bet on WWE just like or WWF. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I, yeah. I stopped watching once Ric Flair retired. I mean, <laughs> so um, I do love me some Ric Flair. But anyway, um, that that whole thing is about it, right? That's that's part of the equation. Part of the equation with NASCAR um, putting their sprints in. You know, they've got these sprints, so they do 30% of the race, and they whatever they do, shut it off or whatever. They they stop sure. the race. That's they can say it's for a lot of reasons. It's so they can add sports betting. That's it. Wow. And we already have a, a, a sport that needs nothing changed. It, nothing needs to be changed for us to capitalize on this. The only thing it needs is for us as racers to promote it and to want it. That's wow. it. Wow. So, Absolutely. So, so, so I'm going to ask, too, go uh, you got your sights set on NHRA yet? Because I can see a pretty good, a pretty big fan base is already there. There's a lot of gambling to be done on top fuels and funny cars. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing to announce yet, George. But what I can tell you is... Um, we're in negotiations and Absolutely. we're having conversations about how how that would work for both of us. So um, I'm I'm optimistic. And Absolutely. The second there's something to announce, uh, you can you can guarantee I'll, I'll have it up there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But but it's um, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Awesome. So what do you got going on specifically at the track this week? Because I know you got like your own trailer set up there and uh, you have your own little casino and whatnot set up there. What yeah. So so what we have at the track and, and 
um, we're, we're waiting for the wind to die down because here it's it's really windy yesterday. It was really windy today, but it's died down. Then it's gonna be gorgeous the rest of the weekend. Uh, so come on out, guys. Let me you can you can still catch a flight and get here. But um, what we do is at the events that we go to, we set up an outdoor drag racing themed casino, and so part of that. Uh, what that means is we have a sports book in there. So we'll, in this case, we'll have a, a lounge area that has the big screen set up, like, and we'll have bang shift on, you know, whatever drag racing is on the, the event that way. Then we have a practice tree, and we have a, a great simulator and let people uncork it there and, and um, you know, try to challenge their friends or whatever. And then we also have what, uh, what I'm really excited about is a drag race-themed uh, craps table. And so from that standpoint, people can come to the tent. They can either take hits on the practice tree or they can uh, try the drag race themed craps table. And then they can win points of which then we'll put it on their app. So you can watch at home and you can, you know, you start with 100 points and then there's bonus points. You can so go to the left page and you can find out all kinds of ways to get bonus points to add to your wallet so you can go and bet. But if you come to the tent and you're here at the track, then you can do certain things that will bonus you out. Kind of like a drag race themed Dave and Busters, so to speak, right? Instead of instead of uh, cashing out and buying your girlfriend a big uh, Teddy bear. furry bear or whatever, like, <laughs> you get to put points and, and put those on your app and then bet on the action on the track. So that's it's all designed just to move uh back to the action on the track wow. and and we're really excited about the craps table because it's kind of interesting uh we're we're actually in development now and it'll be the first drag racing themed board game and so so that's kind of cool too for anybody who's got a junior out there casey yeah i'm gonna need it yeah you're gonna need that here soon but uh we're excited about that the progression of that just also it's another market that we can push drag racing out into the the walmarts and the amazons of the world that way as well but but here at the track the casino is all designed just to uh allow people to get a few extra points so they can put them on their app and then they can go you know uh bet with those points in their wallet on the action on the track and there's one last thing here that you forgot to mention man best losing package first round five hundred dollars each day by win light bets yeah, well, no, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, yeah, it was when, you know, when our discussions with Peter, it just it, it made perfect sense for us to to do something with him in terms of uh, uh, sponsoring something. And, and that was, uh, you know, we, it makes perfect sense because uh, we, who among us hasn't been there at some point in time? You know, we've uh, been licking our wounds with a really kind of a, kind of a bad beat. And so it was great opportunity and we were excited to step up and you know help it's not um you know uh it doesn't 500 doesn't go a long way anymore when you hit the pump but it, it does cover some of that fuel cost and so that's really good yeah man and that's you know ultimately that's the reason why the fling series is what it is in my opinion is simply because of the level of giveaways and the amount of giveaways yeah. that they give that they give to the racers you don't necessarily i mean I'm just looking through this deal because I wanted to see what it was. But fifth round, they're giving three sets of slicks away. Fifth round. You know what I mean? They're giving three sets of Goodyear tires and then three sets of Mickeys the next round. So if you don't like a certain one, go do some wheeling, dealing, trading. Yeah, <laughs> trade it off. Well, and, you know, like you, I've 
I've watched and I've heard so much about it. And that, now that I'm here, I'm like, man, it's living up to the hype. I mean, it really right. is. It's living up to the hype. So, um, you know, can't give uh, Peter and his crew enough credit because they, they put together just an event that made us, uh, you know, really proud to be involved with. And the crazy thing is about the fling is that of, you know, racers are going to complain. To be honest, I don't know that I have ever heard someone complain about how the fling was rain. I'll second that. You know, that says a lot, right? I mean, yeah. how much does that say? I mean, and and we know there are good promoters out there. That's the other thing. We know there are right. good track operators, uh, but there's always something to complain about if you want to be one of those people. If you want to be somebody that complains, I mean, I'm I'm just not one of those people internally. Like I just go. It probably doesn't affect me ultimately. Now, the only thing I really got offended about and I complained a lot about was when I was coaching. I would complain to the officials a lot. I mean, I would. I would yell at those officials pretty good. But uh, outside of that, I, I try not to complain. But uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of good people out there that operate tracks and, and that run events. And But this group does it as well as anybody. I don't buy a Rex. You can't count on your hand how many technicals you've got. <laughs> oh, Oh my goodness! Uh, you don't have enough fingers. You don't got enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell you some stories, brother. I could tell you some stories. Um, some of them are actually pretty good. <laughs> I got, I've got three, <laughs> three technical <laughs> files. I can remember the day after to go to practice for getting those technical files due. Yeah. So uh. yeah, there's I, off the record. We'll we'll have a few conversations about that. Sounds good. To me. <laughs> but, what else you got, George? I, you know, I don't have much else except for, man, I wish I was in Vegas. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to use Winlight Bets app to, to make myself feel like I'm a little bit more of the action, a part of the action. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it, we're, we're here to help people feel like they're more part of the action. Yeah. Um, it's where the whole movie world is going towards. Um, you know, you can't just watch a movie anymore you got to watch it and then tweet the actors and you know all that stuff so um it's the where the world's going to it's that we're trying to make it so that you feel more a part of it and we would love it i mean i i personally would love it if people downloaded the app just go to your itunes or android store type in Winlight, download it um get yourself logged in play this weekend try to win some of my money i mean do that <laughs> i'm happy to write checks for the people at the top of the leaderboard and then but more importantly, um, you know, send a message on Facebook or uh, you can email me directly, rex.simmermaker at winlightbets.com. And just give me some honest feedback because the whole thing is we're going to get better and better and better at this thing. And so, uh, but we need feedback to do that because, um, you know, we like our product, um, but we need everybody to love it. So that's where we'll stop. We'll stop when everybody loves it and not until then. I got nothing else. I'm enjoying that sound. I'm just going to give you guys a little view of this thing, just for the record. And you can go to Bank Shift and check it out, but there it is. So, for yeah, everybody. So, um, anyway, that's that. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Um, appreciate your guys' friendship. And, you know, that's uh, first and foremost, but uh, appreciate you just, you know, having me back on. You guys have been a big, big supporters of Winlight Bets. And, you know, from our standpoint, we're so so excited about um, what we can potentially do to push the sport forward 
Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We appreciate all the extra work that you're doing to do this for everybody, because ultimately it's all of us that are going to benefit from this, from all your hard work. So uh, we appreciate that. For all you guys who haven't, obviously like and subscribe to Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, Facebook page, podcast. Go and uh, download the Winlight Bets app. And while you're at it, go listen to Fast Brackets podcast, because you never know, old Casey might be on there here in a little bit. <laughs> he might be. I've heard. <laughs> For now, guys, as always, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for joining in. Have a good one. Good luck out there, everybody out there in Vegas. See you.